Let the church say amen. From the book of First Thessalonians. First Thessalonians. Chapter 5. First Thessalonians chapter 5. And we want to consider for this day just 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 one verse, verse 18. Verse 18 of chapter 5 says this in everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you in everything. You don't have to be real smart to figure what that means. Everything means everything. In everything, give thanks. I'm going to talk this morning just for a few minutes from this subject. Moving Thanksgiving from a holiday to a lifestyle. Moving Thanksgiving from a holiday to a lifestyle. Is it just me or is it a fact that people are just not as thankful as they used to be. One of the first things that I learned, and you come from my generation, you learned it too, was if anybody did anything for you, didn't matter how small it was, matter of fact, it didn't matter if you didn't really want it. One of the early lessons that we taught children from birth is that if anybody does anything for you, the first thing that comes out of your mouth, right quick in a hurry, need to be thank you. Can anybody remember the time those old church mothers would give you something? And they would stand there. And they would watch and wait. And if you didn't move quick, they'd say, what you say? Yeah. It was just understood that you need to learn how to say thank you. Diane, Miss, Miss Cora Kirksey would take one stick of chewing gum. Now we're four of us. Miss <laughs> Carter would take one stick of chewing gum and break it up into four pieces and give each one of my brothers a piece and then stand there and watch us and wait on us to say thank, thank you. And if you didn't say thank you, she would get it all over the church. It would be all over the church. 
That little boy's getting uppity. I gave him chewing gum, and he didn't even say, are y'all hearing me? It just seems that our attitudes are changing. Somehow people are just not grateful anymore, and, yeah, and, and it comes even more apparent, and I think now, during this season of Thanksgiving, we've come to the point where Thanksgiving is really just a season. And it's become, it's up, it's upon us again, and, 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 and all of us sitting up in here right now, we've already made our plans. Yeah, yeah, everybody, we, we, we got our plans. We know where we're going to eat. We know what we're going to eat. We're, yeah, we know that we're going to spend day with friends and family. For the most part, we have put our menu together. That means, my brothers and sisters, that it has been planned and put together with utmost care. Make sure that we got plenty of food for everybody that shows up. Are y'all hearing me? Got to make sure we got enough. Heaven forbid that we run out. Because Aunt Polly is always there. And everybody got an Aunt Polly there. That want to go out and tell the rest of the family that you ran out. Everybody got one of them. Everybody got that, ain't it? That, oh, child, they ran out of stuff. I, I could have ate a little more, but, <laughs> but you know they ran out of stuff. Are y'all hearing me? Everybody, don't, don't just look at me. Everybody got an ain't. Everybody got an ain't poly. So we plan and we do all this and get it all together for Thanksgiving. So we tend to overdo it. Sit at the table and, 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 and yeah, now, now let's be honest, we, we don't use the table much more, no more, but on Thanksgiving we sit at the table. We sit at the table and whether, yeah, we do it or not, that, that particular day we'll sit down together and that day we will give thanks to God. It has become, brothers and sisters, over time, over time, this has become a tradition. It's a tradition in America to come together at this particular time of the year, once a year, and make sure that we give God thanks. But this morning, my message to the church of God is let not the church be fooled by this annual tradition. For the apostle Paul sets a higher standard for the people of God. Are y'all hearing me? The apostle Paul, in, clo in closing this letter to the Thessalonians, he gives instructions to the body of Christ that can only be appreciated by one who has reached a certain level of maturity. You might not, you think this is just, you think this is nothing unless you are maturing in him. But yeah, if you have come to a certain level of Christian maturity, this instruction is, and the thing that he gives us is that you and I, those of us who have been washed in the blood of the Lamb, those of us who shout about the blood, yeah, what he's saying to you and I is that we ought to give thanks, not just on the last Thursday, are y'all hearing me? Not just on a Thursday in November. His lesson to you and I is that we ought to always. Are y'all hearing this? We ought to always give thanks in everything. 
The English Standard Version of the Bible makes it even clearer than that. The English Standard Version said, it says, give thanks in all circumstances. Are y'all hearing me? Thank God for everything. Not, don't sit around waiting on something good to happen. If something doesn't go your way, you need to learn how to drop down on your knees and say, God, I think, are y'all hearing me? Paul, my brothers and sisters, takes this annual celebration and turns it into a lifestyle so that you're not waiting on November, (laughs) that you realize that every day that I get up, are y'all hearing me? Every day that I get up is Thanksgiving Day so that we just don't pick a day and create an atmosphere where we can give God thanks, but we can give God thanks no matter what day it is and no matter what the circumstance. Yeah, he tells us in all things, in all things, give thanks. You see, if I'm God's child, have matured to a point of believing on his word, then I don't have to be selective in my thanksgiving. Are y'all hearing this? If I truly believe that all things work together for the good of them who love the Lord, are y'all hearing me? If I truly believe that, then I can go ahead and thank him no matter what the circumstance looks like. I can go ahead, look toward heaven and say, God, I thank you. Because even if it ain't what I wanted to be, even if it ain't like I thought it ought to be, I know that you're working it out for my good. And when I began to see it like that, when I began to see God in the midst of everything, then then it doesn't matter if I'm sitting at a table with friends and family and food stacked to the ceiling, yeah, I can give thanks. But, but the other side of that is if I'm sitting under a bridge all by myself with a cold can of pork and beans. Y'all ain't hearing me. I can thank God anyhow. Y'all hearing me? That's how Thanksgiving ought to work. My brothers and my sisters, that's the message that, I, I, that Paul wants me to leave with you today is we, we can't sit around, we can't sit around and, 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 and reserve our thanks to those times when we are, we're looking in the face of abundance. Are y'all hearing me? We, we can't afford to sit around and wait until God does a whole lot of stuff so that we can give him thanks. Thanksgiving to us has to be a lifestyle. To us, it has to be a lifestyle no matter what our circumstances, no matter what our situation, uh, you and I have to have an attitude of gratitude. Uh, yeah, write that down. An attitude of gratitude. My brothers and sisters, Thanksgiving is a constant thing. Throughout the word of God, you just read the word sometime. All through the word of God, people knew how to give thanks. When people would go to war in 2 Chronicles 5.13, they would go to war. And when the battle was over, they realized God had fought that battle. The Bible says that the trumpeters and the musicians joined together in unison to give praise and thanks to God. Are y'all hearing me? 2 Corinthians 9 and 11 says you will be enriched. Listen to this. 
you will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous. Uh, yeah, let me say it one more time. You will be enriched in every way so that you can be generous. Let me say it another way. Yeah, the blessings that come to you ain't for you. Are y'all hearing me? When God is blessing you, he ain't blessing you just for you. God is blessing you that you might be generous. Let me show you God in this. Yeah. And so when I am generous and I take what you give me and I share with somebody else, then what happens is your generosity is right in the word. The generosity, generosity will result in everybody saying, God, I thank you. Are y'all hearing me? The people that you have helped, yeah, if you handle it just right, you ain't sitting around wanting them to say thank you to you. They look toward God and say, God, I thank you for what you, are y'all hearing me? Check the Psalms. Check the Psalms. Sometime. Got a little time. Check the Psalms. Psalm 9 and 1. I will give thanks to the Lord. With all my heart, I will tell of all your wonderful deeds. 69, 30, I will praise God's name in song and glorify him with thanksgiving. Psalm 100, enter into his gates with thanksgiving and into his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Why? Because God is good. I wonder if I got a witness up in here. Yeah, thank him because he's good. Thank him uh, that his mercy you don't shout about nothing else. You ought to learn to shout about mercy. Are y'all here? Oh, I thank him for grace, but I shout about mercy because mercy is what keeps me from getting what I know I deserve. Are y'all hearing me? And if you ever got by and didn't get what you deserve, you ought to be shouting about now saying, God, I thank you for your mercy. Psalm 107. Psalm 107. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord, for he is good. His mercy endures forever. Jesus himself. Jesus himself, he models that for us. Yeah, you want to see, see an example. It's always good to look to Jesus in that miracle that he wrought. That miracle on the mountainside over there in the, by the shore of Galilee. You remember when all those hungry folk were out there? You remember that? Over 5,000 hungry folk out there on the side, all the stores closed. It's too late. Too late to go back home. Are y'all hearing me? Hear all these hungry folk out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting, getting in the evening. Everybody wants to eat. Everybody getting a little hungry out there listening to Jesus. It's amazing to me. And that whole crowd of grown folk. Nobody thought to bring a lunch. Are y'all hearing me? All them grown folk out there. Nobody with only a little boy with a lunch. But Jesus takes this as an opportunity to show us something. You read the story. One of his disciples, Andrew, went out and found that little boy. Says, well, there is a lad here. He's got two little fish and five barley loaves, huh? Yeah, yeah, but listen to what he said. He said, but Jesus, what is that? <laughs> yeah, we, we got over 5,000 miles here, and here's two fish, five loaves of bread. Listen to him. But what is that? He forgot who he was talking to. <laughs> what is that among all 
of thee. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. What is that among all of these folk? Yeah, yeah. And I want you to take a look at this because Jesus is about to model something. He's about to show you and I something here. We got all of these mouths to feed. Here it is, the situation. The needs are great, but the resources are few. Somebody been there. Are y'all hearing me? That, that's, that, that, that's what's going on here. The need is great, but the, re, uh, the resources are few. Here is the question. How do you meet these great needs with meager resources? Oh, my brothers and sisters, if I was preaching on the other side of town, you could look at me like that. But everybody up in here been there. Are y'all hearing me? Or if I was preaching across the street, if I was preaching up the street, you might look and say, I don't know what the point is. But everybody in here that's been kissed by the sun like me. Oh, you have been there when your need outweighed what you had to work with. I know I'm right about it. How many times have we all seen this scenario? We, yeah, all of us, everybody in here, most of us at least, have come from situations where needs always outweigh resources. Well, my brothers and sisters, our, our very history and our very heritage points to people who, led, who had to learn how to take a little bit. I don't want nobody else say nothing. Let me talk to my mothers over here. We had to learn how to take a little bit and stretch it and make it go. Are y'all hearing me? One thing I remember, one thing I do remember about that day, there was some rules in the house. That's some thing that just took place in our neighborhoods, in our communities. One thing that I grew up with and most of us grew up with, if you're my age, you didn't waste stuff. I know I'm right about it. Yeah, yeah, we didn't waste anything. The garbage man came on Myrtle Street once a month. (laughs) And most of the time, he didn't get nothing there. Are y'all hearing me? We didn't waste anything. Oh, this new mindset that we got of just throwing stuff away. Are y'all hearing me? Eat a little bit up and throw it away. That, that, I don't know where that come from. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, we did not throw away. That was just the rule of the house. Now you can have as much as you want, but if you put it on your plate, y'all ain't. <laughs> oh yeah, I know. I'm in the house. I'm in the house. We, we come from meager backgrounds. We, we just didn't waste stuff. And those are some of the things we grew up with. But one other thing, this is where I want to get to. The one thing that I know we all grew up with, we'll do it now. We've gotten away from it. Yeah, you don't hear a whole lot about it. But, but you would sit down at the table, and you wasn't going to put your little grand, grind your hands on nothing until somebody... Y'all ain't hearing me. Don't you raise up your hand like you trying to go toward, are y'all hearing me? You better get your hand cut off. No, you didn't touch a thing until somebody looked toward heaven and said, Lord, I thank you 
for what we're about to receive. Are y'all hearing me? <laughs> it didn't matter what it was. It didn't have to be. Most times the beans and cornbread, but whatever it was, Lord, I thank you for what we are about to receive. And that's the lesson that Jesus is teaching right here in this, right in this story in, 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 John, in John 6. He's teaching us that the word says that Jesus took that little bit, that wasn't much, but two fish, five loaves of bread. He, he took that in his hands, and, and, verse, and verse 11 says, yeah, got five, over 5,000 folks sitting here waiting to eat, and he fumbled around with two fish, five loaves of bread. Are y'all hearing me? Everybody just sitting there wondering, well, am I going to get some? All but while they're wondering what's going to happen, look at what Jesus did. The Bible says he gave thanks. Y'all ain't hearing me. It ain't enough. It ain't enough. But he gave thanks. You see, my brothers and my sisters, we we all so busy. We're always so busy celebrating the miracle that, that he fed all them folks with two fish and five loaves of bread. But we missed the lesson right there. Yeah, you get so carried away over how you fed all them folks, you missed the lesson. The real lesson is before he did anything, he gave. Are y'all hearing me? He gave. Are y'all here? You got to see this. We've got all of these miles to feed and not enough to feed them, but he gave thanks. I'm trying to help somebody here because you're going to leave here and go into a situation just like that. You don't know how you're going to feed your family this week. You don't know how you're going to make it this week, but start right here. He gave thanks. Didn't have enough? to do what needed to be done, but he gave thanks. The problem was bigger than the solution, but he gave thanks. You're hearing this? Jesus is teaching a life lesson. If anybody who may be running short right now on resources, for anybody who might be facing problems that seem bigger than your solutions uh, you have at your disposal, for anybody who has worked hard all week long, and at the end of the week you still don't seem to have enough, Jesus teaches us a valuable lesson. No matter how small it is, no matter how little it looks to you, Jesus says, stop and give. What we soon find out, what we soon find out is, is that we're not where we are, folk. We're not where we are because of what we had. Y'all hear, don't you fool yourself into thinking that. You're not where you are because of what you have and, and where, yeah, yeah, you, you, you are where we are, where we are because of the goodness of God. We are where we are because uh, God is good and God is merciful. And that's why the psalmist said, that's why the psalmist said in, in, in Psalm 136 he said, oh, give thanks. Oh, give thanks unto the Lord for he is good. And because his mercy endures forever. Now y'all, that's the message this morning. That's the message in all things. In all things, give thanks. 
But then there's one more thing I need to touch on before I sit down. There's one more major point that I can't let you get out of here without seeing. I need to make sure that you understand that even in the story of Jesus, even when Jesus fed all of this great multitude, yeah, I don't want to. I want you to leave here and go out of here. Yeah, thinking. Uh, yeah, that that that, that, that that's one little step that you got to remember. And the thing I want you to see is uh, that even in this story, nothing happened until they took what they had and put it in the hands of Jesus. I just said something right there. I said nothing multiplies, nothing works until you put it in the hands of Jesus. After all, after all, it was in the little boy's hand, but he couldn't feed all those folk. It was in Andrew's hand, but they couldn't feed all those folk. But when they put it in the hands, in the hands of Jesus, I wonder if I got a witness up in the house. If you learn, yes, how to turn it over to Jesus. This problem that I had just couldn't seem to solve. Prayed and I prayed, but I kept on getting involved. But then I turned it over to Jesus and I stopped worrying about it. I turned it over to the Lord and He worked it out. One of I got a witness here. Yeah, if you put it in the Lord's hands, yeah. If you get your hands off here yeah, and put it in the master's hand, uh, I wonder if I got a witness here. Yeah, that God is able, uh, he's able, uh, he's able uh, to turn it all around. Yeah, you got to understand uh, that things happen uh, when you put it in the right hand. Yeah, you see, these are the same hands yeah, that reach through nowhere yeah, and grab the handful of nothing. Yeah. And made the world, yeah. These are the same hands, yeah, that took mud, yeah, and molded a man, yeah. These are the same hands uh, that picked up my cross, yeah, put it on his shoulder, yeah. These are the same hands uh, that they nailed uh, till the blood uh, came streaming down. The same hands uh, that died uh, on an old rugged cross, yeah. They're the same hands that they laid in a fiery tomb. But I thank God, I thank God that the grave couldn't hold him down. I thank God that he died. But he ain't dead. Y'all ain't hearing me. I say he died, but he ain't dead. Somebody ought to shout. He died, but he ain't dead. Because early Sunday morning, he got up. He got up with all power in his hand. Yeah. Yes. So just like my grandma, yeah, just like my grandpa, yeah, I lift my voice yeah, and I'll say thank you, uh, thank you, Jesus, yeah, for my journey. Yeah. You brought me uh, from a long, uh, long way. Yeah. Is there anybody here? Yeah. Is there anybody here yeah, who knows that the Lord has brought us? Yes. 
in all things. In, in all things, give thanks. Thank you, thank you, Jesus, for my journey. Come on here.